and we're live good morning guys um it's an international break and um the week at the it is international break the time of the year or the second time of the season of the season in the, in the first part of the season, half of the season that i hate so much international break everybody every national team every single player has to fly to the national team basically national break is this right we watch the good players and some awful players mixed up together to entertain us and the difference in quality shows on the pitch so what we're seeing is Lewandowski playing for Poland fantastic world-class striker a lot of average footballers in Poland very hard it's very very hard you know so it's very hard to see a quality footballer in a quality team it's very really hard but you get what I'm trying to say it didn't a break and then before I go further, it's once again it's your host David Dobbo, the Nigerian Sports Fan. Welcome to the Nigerian Sports Fan Podcast, and I'm hosting this alone. So, um, what happened this past weekend? Let's let's start. Um, obviously the Nigerian Sports Fan. I'm Nigerian. I'm covering the Nigerian national team and sports. To be honest with you, I was completely irritated, and I regret. I regretted following that match. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I regret following that match. I think you already know what I'm talking about. The Nigeria vs Sierra Leone game. After 30 minutes, 4 0 up, and we end that game 4 4. Isn't that amazing? And to, 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 to crown the embarrassment, I have a Zimbabwean housemate. I made fun of him because Zimbabwe lost 3 1 to Algeria. You know, I was making fun of him. I made fun of their striker, uh, Timo Kadiwiri. I made, literally made fun of him. And then. Um, I was, in fact, I was, was we are 4-0 up already after like 29 minutes. And I was like, yes, I was making, I was like, have you ever seen your country score four goals before? I was making fun of him, you know, I was happy, I was on a high. I said, when last did you see your country score four goals? I was making fun of him, I was so happy. And then Nigeria brought me back down to earth. I mean, this guy, first half, they scored, the, um, so yeah, they scored one goal. Second half, they scored the other three goals. You know what, right? Um... Was I angry? No. I was surprised because um, I've never seen this before. I mean, I've seen it with Spurs. <laughs> I mean, not not too long ago, Spurs versus West Ham, 3-0 up, half-time cruising, and the last eight minutes, everything just fell apart. It came 3-3. I've seen it before. But it's it says a lot when I, I'm more connected to the club than the national team. It's not. It's funny. Okay, let me tell you how what I mean, right? It's funny because when we watch a national team, like I said, it's basically quality footballers mixed with a lot of average footballers. So there are many countries where you see footballers who play in different leagues. Some play in the Cypriot League, some play in China, then they some play in the Premier League, some play in La Liga, and then they come together and just you know form a national team. So there's no playing style. There's no there's no consistent playing style. So there's no way you would actually enjoy the football compared to if you're watching club football where these guys they work with the club every day every day they have a playing system they work 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 on the system so they come with this style every weekend and they play that style and entertain us but in international football you're not going to get that because it's really hard to get a playing style when these players they come over after playing for they just bring them together they play even if you implement a style with them they play once in a while when they all go back to their, their respective clubs. When they come back to you, they've forgotten whatever style you've taught them. You have to teach them a new that playing style. So it's, it's, it's pointless. That is why, in of recent times, the most successful teams, apart from France, the recent of recent recent years, 
the successful teams who have been winning World Cups, who won the recent the World Cup before France, right? Germany, um, Germany, and um, uh, this country and Spain, the core of their national team. If you observe, it is tied to a particular club in in, in their respective country. So, like the Spanish team from 2008 to 2012, was um, the style was t- tied to Barcelona. Um, the German team, you know, tied to Bayern Munich and Dortmund. You know, the core and basically most German teams were playing game game press, game game press. So, it position, you know, they press high, press triggers, they press, they conserve, they win the ball high up. You know, form new occasion. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Gengen Press. This is not an episode for that. But basically, you understand what I'm trying to say? That every national team, they have it. The ones who have been successful recently, they have a core playing style. How France were able to do it, I think it's it's be kudos to them. Deschamps did really good work because he has been their coach since 20... for a long time now. I don't know the year, but he was their coach in 2014 World Cup. So there's continuity there. So they didn't just change, scramble everything up. So probably continuity contributed to why France won the World Cup. But moving on, I I was really um I have to say I was really disappointed with the Nigeria's performance. It's just I didn't really feel angry. Like I like I think I tweeted that I replied, replied to it I said I lost connection with the national team when JJ Okocha retired. Okocha retired. Like I won't not complete connection obviously, but I mean I see I build a connection but the I mean, obviously, we've seen Miss Okocha, but like the, the 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 reason to watch the national team, I basically lost because there was no entertainer, there's nobody to entertain us, to really create chances almost out of nothing. So I lost the interest that I should have I should have had in national national team when he retired, and he kept dwindling. I just kept trying to hold up hope. Then in 2013, when we won the Nations Cup, I raised you know it's raised back up. You know, I was really excited. I was you know happy about it. But after some years, you know, it started going. I mean, I think by 2013, 2014, we went for Confederations Cup. 2013, we went for Confederations Cup. Then 2014, the World Cup. Even though we went out to um, France, 2 new. I mean, you have to think about it. That World Cup was a disaster. But you know, I didn't really disaster. In, depending on how you look at it, disaster because of the quality of players that we that we that we brought over to the World Cup, and also maybe not a disaster. Because of because we went to the round of 16 for the second time, or oh, no, sorry, for a third time. That is for a third time, maybe not, exactly, but anyway, there are different reasons why it could probably have been been good. But, anyways, um, 2014 World Cup, then I I lost a bit of interest after some time when we failed to go over the Nations Cup. I lost interest, I just basically disconnected, I just didn't care anymore about them, you know. Then, and since then, it has just reduced to this very much. So, Whenever Nigeria lose, lose even twenty eighteen World Cup, they they did piss me off, you know. But like, I still didn't really, I still wasn't connected enough because I was really disappointed in twenty eighteen World Cup showing. I was really disappointed. I know very well that people people will probably still clapped for them and celebrated them. But me, I wouldn't have done that if I was if I was in in the shoes of people who celebrated. I wouldn't have done that. I mean, usually when that's in the group stage and you are celebrating them for what for not for not doing enough. I mean, we literally clapped clapped to the fact that they did. They didn't succeed. They didn't go past this. I mean, South Korea in 2014 World Cup when they went out in the group stage, they threw sweets at them. <laughs> they used they threw sweets at them. So I'm not. But I mean, to be fair, I am really not surprised that Nigeria um, lost that match. Disappointed, but not really surprised. 
I mean, I don't know how to say it. Because, like, it's Nigeria, first of all. Four new leads. I mean, of recent memory, when I was younger, if you're four nil up, it's almost like there's no way back for the opponent. I mean, the fact that Nigeria showed us a way back. I mean, I saw the goals. They were all sloppy. I mean, they were all preventable. It just makes me... I mean, I have... My, 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 my husband was saying, oh, they could probably have, you know, so damage in quotes. You know, like, suspicion of fraud or something like that in that match. But I don't really... I'm not really one to... You know, first of all, I, I don't like... I don't like... I don't... Superstition is not really for me. I don't really believe in superstitious stuff. I don't believe in superstition. One. Also, this match fixing thing eh, is not really something I, I really believe in sometimes. But... I mean, the red flag were really raised in that game because, like, it's just becoming. Maybe the reason why I don't believe that I don't want to believe that somebody's ruining the game by fixing it and trying to piss off. Because let things just play out the way they should play out. But I saw it. I was like, nah. I mean, there's suspicion of it though, but like, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that we literally threw the lead away to Sierra Leone, threw away a lead. Basically, threw away the lead. Four nil up already at halftime. 29, 24-1 up at half time. After 29 minutes, 4 nil up. And then just threw the lead. Although Seaman picked up an injury, but I think he'll be fine. But let's 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 look at things from a different perspective, right? Now the argu- the argument thrown at Nigerian footballers, international footballers is that they are not committed enough and they don't put their bodies on the line enough. Let's be honest. Right? If I was in their shoes, I, I would do the same thing. I understand why they are not putting their body on the line. Now, in the 90s, the reason why our national team was so successful is because they put in 100%, right? Why 100%? They were the first, and at that time, you were being picked because of how good you were, not because of someone you knew. Like it or not, there's evidence of people, I mean, multiple footballers have come out and said that they have actually demanded money for them to pay, to play for the national team. So it's not even, I'm not even going to go over that. It's not, putting alleged on that thing. Okay, let's, let's say allegedly, let's put allegedly, right? So, um... In the 90s, the national team, they put in their heart. So in 90, 94, 92, 92 Nations Cup win, 94 World Cup win, 94 World Cup um, performance rather, 98 World Cup win, the Olympics, these guys put their body on the line. And this is basically what got them their big moves to Europe, right? Now, over the years, when corruption started to creep into football, you know, when you see a footballer, a Nigerian footballer is injured and then they come back, and then they have issues, they have injuries, they are injured. And then you see everybody just ignores them and forgets about them. And that's why I do not understand the entitlement from Nigerians towards footballers who do not represent Nigeria. Let's say a footballer is mixed race or is half Nigerian and he chooses to play for Nigeria. He chooses to play for his other nationality and you are angry at the guy. Why are you angry at the guy? I mean, it's it just, the set, imagine the sense of entitlement. What makes you, you, you assume that, oh, they'll use and dump him, oh, it's race. Like, I don't, I don't buy that rubbish, obviously, because there are many theories that disprove that. But these guys will still want to argue it because they want to believe that false narrative so much. But anyway, it is what it is. So when they don't put in 100%, I understand. Because, like, when something when you get injured or something happens to you playing for Nigeria, although some people take it as a bit of pride, but, like, from actual footballers, they, they have a career at their former club. So they get a career-ending injury or something, their club... You know, they are the ones who bear the burden, and the club has every investment on that particular player to perform, to win them points, to get money for them, to win them points that ends up you know, getting money for the club, and the club does stuff right. 
but you're looking at these guys who now Osimai has and he picked up an injury for Napoli. Now Napoli fans are wondering, you know, they were actually worried like what's happening to our striker? And because he's their most expensive striker, and you just have to wonder why 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 would you um why would you be surprised rather that a footballer is not really giving hundred percent? Sadly, I don't really know much of the details, but like of a seaman's injury, but like I'm not surprised if Nigeria got to do it to Obasi. After 20 you know, Obasi actually nursed his, himself, paid for his injury, his uh, recovery, everything, and prepared himself for 2014 World Cup and he wasn't caught up and he picked up injury, I think representing Nigeria or something like that. And he couldn't get and they, they just forgot about him. That is Nigeria for you. Like I have stretches on this stuff though. But like I think I was reading I was reading, I was seeing an exchange between some English people and they were talking about how um if it was it was related relating to hurricane having a bit of a muscle injury at the time having a bit of a muscle injury hurricane had a muscle injury and he was um he had a bit of how i put it oh yeah so at the time not muscle injury though but like his training training and sports were like bring him back you know we, we can't risk him getting injured at the time sports just played 11 games in um no yeah 11 games played 11 games 21 days yeah seven games in four days sports played seven games in four days right at the time and hurricane was involved in literally all of them and people were like you know kane can't play these games you know like england so some fans were like you know if he gets injured the club will take care of him. someone's like ah the club will take care of the injury and not that it's not england and somebody says no actually england has an insurance for players so clearly this is a national team who is serious about what they're doing I can't say the same for Nigeria. I don't trust Nigeria to actually take care of their players if they get injured on international duty. And that's where the the worry comes. So when the holders don't give hundred percent, sometimes I'm not really surprised. But I mean it's the national thing. Well I mean I'm not really gonna go into details of my thoughts about the whole thing. But I'm not really gonna blame it on lack of commitment because as a footballer, the basic thing you should be able to even if you don't put in hundred percent, if you are four nil up if you put in 80% performance, you should be able to see out a 4 new lead. I mean, there's no excuse for that atrocious defending. But, I mean, what do I know? It's a national team. But I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really like watching Nigeria anymore. I don't really like it. It's, it's just, it's just, I mean, just are you watching for? You're just watching for them to win. There's no playing style. It's not entertaining. It's just, it's just something else. But that's how Nigeria ended. Then, um, the nation, this is the nation's so qualifier, obviously. We're still top of our group. The same group with um, Tanzania, Lesotho, no, Lesotho, Benin, and Sierra Leone. We're the same group with these other guys, and um, we're going to play a return leg against Sierra Leone. So we have to go to their home ground and play against them. Sierra Leone are not better than us. We can actually beat them in Sierra Leone. The problem I have with Nigerians is that we don't know what to expect in that game. The funny thing is, we don't know if they even sold that game too. Because, uh, sorry, allegedly, I will use the word allegedly, I'm sorry. Allegedly sold that game too. I'm joking, obviously. But, like, we don't know if they will go there and put in another disaster class again. That's the thing. And now Osima is out. We'll see how these guys perform in the other match in Sierra Leone. But it's, like I said, it's all well and good. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, um, in other news. The Ivory Coast, they beat Madagascar 2-1. Um, they also beat, um, I mean, Seb Halev, West Ham scored. 
I didn't know. He, I did not know he actually chose Ivory Coast. It was recently I saw. I was like, ah, this guy. I saw his Instagram, and I saw. I saw him on Instagram or his Instagram. I saw him with Ivory Coast um, in their kit, and he scored for them. I was like, oh, so Halle is playing for Ivory Coast now. I mean, his um, mom is Ivorian. His dad is French, so he's Ivorian also. So he chose Ivory Coast. I mean, I don't. I understand why France. They are really stacked. I mean, if you have other options, you have to take them. It's not really, there's nothing wrong with It's just, it's a personal decision. And then um, Hakim Ziyech also did well. They beat Central African Republic 4-1. Algeria beat um, these guys 3-1. And in other news, and why I hate the international break so much, Mohamed Salah contracted the coronavirus. I mean, let me, before I go into this particular point here, let me go on my rant. It is this most stupid idea, the dumbest idea. And to be honest with you, hang your heads in shame, you UEFA and FIFA execs. Hang your heads in shame for these stupid decisions. In a pandemic, you can't, I repeat, you can't allow footballers to leave the bubble where they've been safe from COVID, right? We, we stayed months without football because of COVID. We stayed months with that football and players came back and they found a way to manage a situation where the players are in a bubble where they are away from COVID, right? Where COVID, so the, the COVID doesn't come. And we've been able to manage football for a long time easily. And now international break comes. Now these players leave this bubble and travel to countries, to play in countries, right? To play against other nationalities. Now, other leagues do not have the same level of testing that the Premier League has. Spurs, sorry, at, um, remember when Spurs went to play Latin Orient? Latin Orient were out with them. Um, they had how many players out? 12. Literally, their first team had COVID 19. Now, the league, two, league, I think League One or League Two or some League One, they do not have the same level of testing the Premier League has. There are many other leagues that are on that level. So there are leagues that don't even test. I mean, after Spurs played um, that Ludo Goret in the Europa League. They found out that the players there, so I think about 12 of their first teamers had COVID-19. After sports left, you know, sports means none of them could try. So you're looking at countries, you're looking at players. Now, players from those countries will go and meet up their national team. Some may have contracted it and then they will play against other countries. And these players, these countries' clubs, they have million pound investment on these footballers that they have sent around the world to go play football. I mean, this player is is an honor for them to play their national team. Hundred percent, an honor. But it doesn't make any sense. You should reschedule. I mean, the qualifiers. Eh, I am angry at the qualifiers enough. But friendlies, really, friendlies. What, you know, what use is it? Okay, let me go. Let me just keep talking. Mohamed Salah contracted COVID nineteen. I think he was at his brother's wedding. You know, before he contracted the virus, maybe it spread and it touched him. And now he's out for Liverpool against Leicester. Um, to be honest with you, if if it was Mane that was out, it would have been more of a danger to Liverpool than Salah because Mane is for me, he is their best player. Forget the fact that Salah is you know technically brilliant. Salah is world class, obviously, but like Mane for me is also world class and he is their best player because against against Chelsea, look at the two goals he scored. He scored then. Um, he, the, the, one, the, the red card that Christian got sent off, right? He was the reason why Christian got sent off. You know, the way he was playing, he's pressing. The second goal also, he's pressing. 
he is the press trigger for Liverpool. Once he presses the, the trigger, he's like the leader for that, like the wolf pack. Once he presses, the rest they go along with him and they, they retreat together. So that is the thing with Mane. Mane is a quality footballer. So if he was one that was out against Leicester, it would have probably been a more danger for Liverpool. But now he's back, so it means he's fine. But Salah has COVID-19, so he has to accept isolation for 14 days and he's going to miss the game. Now, um, a scare happened on Saturday, on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday rather, Saturday on Sunday, South Korea, I mean, you know where I'm going with this, Young Min Son, um, South Korea, the, no, Son doesn't have the COVID-19 before, he doesn't have COVID-19, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy about that, then um, South Korea, they found four players in their national team that had COVID-19, so all the players had to self-isolate and they did another test. Man, I'm not gonna lie, I was really scared. Like in the round of the testing, I was so scared. I was like, let nothing happen, let nothing where Son came back negative, yes. But they found two more players that had COVID-19. South Korea requested Mexico that they should postpone the friendly. Mexico said no. Bunch of bloody let me not say the word. They are all jokers and they are clowns and they refuse to postpone the friendly. So they, they play the match anyway. I mean, this is stupid. If six players have COVID and everybody's out, why don't you use your common sense and then everything? Um, I saw the place where Son was training. There was, people, there was like a training pitch, right? The people that were still jogging around and they weren't even wearing face masks. But then again, my, my, my opinions on face masks, you know, is obvious. I'm not really going to state it here, but like I'm not really a fan of the whole face mask thing. So bringing up that point, I don't really know. It makes me a bit of a hypocrite. But like, I don't really like the whole face mask thing but personally i'm not a fan of face masks i don't think well, anyway let me not talk about this let me just leave it alone so um covid19 then uh, we saw the the um running around the the whole um the the athletic pitch you know the track somewhere running around the state the part the track running around and then um he it was literally an, like an open area right not as if, and i heard there were some spectators i do not know there were some spectators around but the point here i'm making is you see, that is why it's just pointing out the stupidity of these football execs. Then you push, you move on, and then you spot players like you spot um, other players who are contracting the virus also in the holding. I'm like, how many does it make any sense? So, anyway, South Korea played Mexico. I didn't really watch the game. I just cared more about some not getting the virus. That's what I just care about. And now you would think that they would cancel everything and he will come back. No, they are playing Qatar on Tuesday. Another pointless friendly. Jesus Christ. I just hope nothing happens, man. I was in Austria. He's playing in Austria. And then um, Denmark. Hoybier didn't travel. Hoybier is going to travel. We're going to play the one next week. Hoybier. Um, Denmark, they have to test, test, test and ensure nobody gets, has the virus. So Hoybier didn't play the last Denmark game. He's going to play the, le- the second one. He didn't play the previous game because he was suspended in that game. And he didn't play the one in Denmark because it was a friendly. But he's going to play the one that is coming up. The Nations League uh, match, um, I think against Iceland or something. He's going to play that. He's going to play that game. I think it's against Iceland or something. But he's going to play that match. So um, it was a good arrangement with the club, and we play Man City. I just play nothing happens. So Hoiberg is literally the most important player in my opinion. In that midfield, he keeps that midfield that glue. Very disciplined player, quality footballer, quality. And the best deal sports have done this summer is playing with Hoiberg. Easily comes in, improves the midfield, brings this leadership to it. But anyways. Um, international break so he'll be playing in Belgium with um, their national team I think they play against Belgium I think Denmark playing against Belgium so he'll be playing in midfield you know, anyway 
we'll see so um gareth bale and um Doherty, Rodon and others you know wales and um, ireland played in a friendly yesterday bill assisting the goal it was one nil to wales so um republic of ireland have they've gone minutes without scoring now they haven't scored an international goal for a long time now and then um, joe rodon was really good really really good tackle he played well on the ninth then um, england beat england lost to belgium 2-0 anyways I, don't, I didn't really watch any of the games i'm not gonna lie i don't like watching international football it's it's uh, i've already stated that already multiple times in this particular episode <laughs> Yeah, so um, moving on, other games went on during the week. Obviously, um, in South America, um, Lucelso came 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 on. It was a friendly Paraguay. They drew one one, but um, is it friendly or it's a qualifier? I can't remember. When they drew one one, Lucelso came on, scored, assisted in the first goal. Should have gotten two assists, but the second goal was ruled out because it was a foul in build up play, in the build up to the goal. But yeah, the Premier League is back this weekend. I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy about it. Another news also that I also forget. Before I also forget, before I go, um, Liverpool are in a very serious situation right now. So um, Gomez, Liverpool centre back, picked up an injury, and he's ending. He's probably not going to play to the end of the season. That's to add to the injuries of Van Dijk, to add to the injury of Trent. Trent pulled out of injury. Pulled out from injury against Man City, like I said already, then um, Gomez is out, Van Dijk is out, and their left back, Andy Robertson, missed the game Scotland played against Slovakia, their one new loss, he missed it due to injury, now that's Liverpool's entire back four, Jordan Henderson came off at halftime yesterday, um, due to a bit of an injury, due to muscle injury, but I, I think Henderson will be fine, Sterling also missed that game, a bit of an injury but like they said but i think it will be fine by the weekend because i think that injury looks like a tactical one for me where he just probably told his club you know let him don't let him play i mean it's the football is very weird a lot of people don't like it managers don't like it even Mourinho said he's not really expecting anything good from international football because it's just the way it is most people don't like international football moving on i think i think um i think um this Hender- Robertson, I think Robertson will not be fine. I think he's just even Henderson too, I think they'll be fine. I think it's just but for now we just they will just assume that all of them are out. Um I think Fabin uh, Matip is still playing, so Matip will still play. They're probably gonna play Reese Williams, they are one of the young youngsters. They'll play now Shimikas, the left back, is even injured too. I mean Liverpool are in a mess. That's they've had 16 injuries already this season. And most of these injuries, I'm sure they are probably muscle, muscle, muscle. I mean, the Van Dijk one wasn't Pickford's fault. Sorry, it was Pickford's fault. I'm sorry to say it was Pickford's fault. But even if you sent off Pickford, he's not going to bring back the injury. So he he is already injured anyway. The the thing is, it's quite unfortunate. But Pickford is anyway. I'm not going to go about Pickford. In his long ago, yeah. Let, let 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 it go. Let it go. Let it go. So probably they'll probably play Milner at left back. They'll probably play now. Henderson is out. So probably Van Dijk and Curtis Jones. They play 4 3 1. Play Jota. They'll play Shakiri, probably on the right. They'll play Femino. I mean, they can play that. They can play for front three. But since they have only two midfielders available, they'll probably play Curtis Jones and Van Eydom. But Henderson is their captain. So he probably plays. He probably, he's probably, I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine by the weekend. So that's Liverpool. So they're fine. 
okay they are not fine sorry but i think they will, those players will be fine i think robertson will play but if the product whoever if if Mjolnir plays if we you don't know if he's going to get the same productivity that robertson brings and trent also so they'll play nico williams but like you don't nico williams are right back but he doesn't bring the same creativity that trent brings he doesn't i don't know but like i've seen him play he's okay but it's not trent that's it well we'll see Pradek is back. I'm very happy about him. But the FPL guys will make a lot of good decisions because they have to move out a lot of players from their squad. So yeah. So um, by the later in the week I'll be back. I mean it's another weekend and um, Premier League weekend coinciding with a lot of personal stuff in my life. But I, I hope I'm able to navigate through them because I really love football. <laughs> so um, yeah. So thanks again for listening. Um, it's been a nice weekend and we'll see next week we'll see sorry not next week yeah i think i'll be back by friday thursday any of those two days i'll be back hopefully i find enough time to get back and actually re- preview the weekend the weekend the upcoming return to normalcy premier league not the not this international break oh my god Still, uh, anyways thanks for listening and um good day <laughs>